Yo. Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all do. So free yourself for safe space for your concerns. We got things to learn, habits to unlearn. Always deconstructing and reconstructing. Can you see the beauty that's in destruction? If there's an end, the new beginning's coming. Nothing comes easy, does it? You gotta really want it. Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all Hello. Welcome to Unhinged Well Anchored. I am your host, Goddess. And tonight, the subject is going to be conflict or content. I am excited because tonight I get to sit with the Wizard of Pod himself, King Germ. <laughs> What's going on, Goddess? How you doing? Thank you for sharing your platform with me. Uh, thank you to all the, the people and your listeners and everything. I hope I bring some value to your show. Absolutely. So for those of us that don't know, King Germ hosts a podcast, Pod and Saved Our Marriage, with his wife. And they talk about all kinds of different things. And tell us a little bit about the name. Oh, well, uh, it's it's a simple playoff words. Uh, My wife, she has she coined the phrase pot and saved her marriage and and she really believes that um I, I i might say it had a little something to do with it because us doing the podcast together carved out a special section of time just for us you know and and i believe we got to know each other on a you know more personal level as we grew up as adults you know i mean not saying we didn't know each other before we got married because we've been married almost it'll be 20 years in january so it's not like we're new to the game in marriage but it was just like getting to know the adult us as far as talking and, you know, getting, you know, more conversation. And we just so happen to hit record and let everybody else listen to it. Well, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that you caught my attention back when Instagram had the little messages at the top of the, the thing. Okay. And you said, I just want to end with the same people I started with. Yes. And for me, vulnerability is something that we don't get to see very often. And granted, it was in a more private space that very few would have been able to see your vulnerability. However, that was my real introduction to you. And so I met you through um, different podcasters, Uncle Dolomite and Smash. Say his name. Say his name. (laughs) and you were an enigma to me and I'll be honest and the reason being pardon you'll hear my it's Thursday recycle day (laughs) um the reason being is you are a crafty instigator me (laughs) however you do it in a way because Ultimately, your end goal is to squash the beef. And so you it purposely antagonize somebody because you want to get them to tell you exactly what is wrong. But you do it in a way that they don't realize that that's what you're doing. Sounds Where almost diabolical. That? That's very, that's crafty and I, I can appreciate it. That sounds diabolical there, goddess. No, I don't, I don't, I don't want to put too much stock in that. No, I, I just feel like if 
person A has a problem with person B and I am the facilitator between person A and B, why not get y'all in front of each other and, you know, get y'all to hash out y'all issues and let it know, like, it, it could just be a misunderstanding or whatever the issue is. Let's talk about it instead of y'all being mad about it and it makes the whole circle, you know, uneasy because y'all two, two warring fashions on one end of the spectrum and I just come together, let's squash it. You know what I'm saying? Let bygones be bygones because there's no need for you walking around being upset at somebody and a conversation could end it all. Come on. Absolutely. And I've seen that there is a level of immaturity, not in, necessarily in the groups that we associate with, just in adults in general, that they feel if I have a problem with you, all the people that mess with me need to have that same problem with you. And yeah. that that doesn't make sense to me. Um, but it's becoming more prevalent. Like, we see it and then we see people falling apart because they're trying to stay neutral. Mm, yes. You know? uh, it's bad for the people to get caught in the middle because a lot of people don't want to be, you know, they just want to stay out of it. They got the, my name's Bennett. I ain't in it mentality. And that's between y'all. And, you know, they want to play both sides and go kick it with, you know, then some people are like, you have to pick a side. Like if you rolling with me, you rolling with me. If you're not, then you against me. And, you know, and like I said, I hate it for the people in the middle. And so that's why I try to be the, what you say, the the instigator of sorts, because let's kill all that. You know, so you don't have to pick a side. You don't, you know, like if you got an issue, let's state the issue and let's move on from it. Simple as that. Absolutely. So you have been doing podcasting for quite a while. What got you into it? Oh, well, we started a website back in 2007, um, nappyafro.com. And I always wanted to be in the radio, right? So once, you know, the radio aspect, that dream kind of came and went, I realized I had a platform on the internet where I could create my own radio station type show. And so we decided to do a podcast. Now, back in 2009, there weren't too many podcasts out there. I don't even think anybody knew what a podcast was in 2009. So me and my buddy be easy. We decided to get together and just, you know, have a free form conversation. We recorded it. We put it on the website. People seem to like it. And we did it maybe, you know, once a month. And then, you know, it, it got to the point where, you know, people kept asking, like, hey, man, y'all gonna do another show? Y'all gonna do another show? And so the um, we started doing it more and more and more. Then it became like a weekly thing. And uh, the rest is history. Now, speaking of weekly. Mm hmm. It's not really weekly. However, you do have a monthly thing that you do on Instagram, Toxic Bible Study. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I actually really appreciate that, that little space of time because it's always different. Mm -hmm. You entertain everybody. Um, there's ladies of the street <laughs> that come and visit. You know, mm -hmm. Roscoe comes sometimes. You know, um, there's just an array of different people and <laughs> you don't judge them. Oh, it's, it's not. You uh, will make fun of them. Oh, yes. And I yes. appreciate that because you're like, they're, nobody's safe. <laughs> you know, however, what you do is not relevant to this, this situation. You know, this is just us kicking back. Yes. And yes, that's yes. one of the things I do admire about you. And why I coined you the Wizard of Pod, minus the fact that nobody's ever seen your face. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's very, 
it's fun to watch. Sometimes mm-hmm. it gets a little too crazy for me. Okay. Um, I'm not innocent. However, I'm definitely closer to innocent than some of your guests. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, but I just appreciate it. And you have, I know who you truly mess with and who you just entertain, mm. you know, and it's, it's, there's a boys club and it's kind of fun. Dolly's in there. We know Dolly's in there. I mean, we have a um, couple ladies in the boys club also. Yes, Mo's in there too. Yes, Mo's yes. In there. That's, that's my good sister Mo. <laughs> Shout out to Mo. You know, I just I was a little envious, you know. Um it's hard to develop friendships as an adult. You know, especially people that you can depend on because everybody's so selfish. Absolutely. Now. They're afraid of what they're going to lose. You know, we can't be open with anybody because it's going to turn into a weapon later. Or if I share a secret with not say you, because I don't have to worry about that. However, something is shared. They will then like form an army and all of a sudden it's this world's worst thing. And it's something that happened 15 years ago. Why are you doing that? You know, and this is how this brought me to my topic tonight, today, whatever it is. (laughs) Do you think social media causes conflict? Uh, Yes, I do. Uh, Because people cannot draw the line between real life and then social media and online. And I think those lines are blurred because people, they really believe that, you know, social media matters. I mean, well, in the industry, you know, if it's paying people bills, yes, it, it, you could say social media matters, but in the grand scheme, who cares how many followers you have? If you're a lame ass person or you're a horrible human being with 10 million followers, like who cares? You know what I'm saying? You could be a nobody with 3000 followers and affect the world. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people put stock and likes and follows and, uh, um, engagements and analytics and all that they the algorithm they put a lot of stock in there so they make it into something more than what it actually is um these people only exist in your phone if i hang up my phone goddess to a demon you know she doesn't exist you know in my real life because i only interact with you online you know unless unless we have each other phone numbers where we can call and talk or you know about my kids or what school you know what's going on in my daily life you're just an at name to me and you shouldn't let those people a lot of people let those at names run their lives and i'm not one of those people that's the main reason why i wear a mask main reason like me for who i am not for what i look like or whatever no i don't show my face i don't want i don't i don't want none of that you know what I'm saying? Like, listen to my show. I could be a handsome guy. I could be a ghoul under here. It doesn't really matter. Do you like my show or not? That's all I want to know at the end of the day. That's a good way to think of it. I'm just too cute to wear a mask, so I could never get on that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> now, it's funny that we have coined a term, Internet Streets, right? Mm-hmm. IG has the streets. The podcasters have their streets. They, they're starting to mix. I was like, whoa, King Germ, what are you doing over here? <laughs> you know, I, I, um, however, I, as we integrate in these streets, we are meeting with networking opportunities. Um, you know, we've seen some really good things transpire 
through some of these interactions that we've had online. However, there's the opposite of that. Mm, <laughs> the people it. who are just here to have a problem. Mm. It doesn't matter what you say, how you say it, they're just against it. How do you personally deal with those kinds of people? Um, it gets to a point like uh, one, if I'm constantly bombarded with uh, negativity from uh, someone's page, whether it, and what I mean by negativity, I'm talking about like you never having a good day. Everything's going wrong, which uh, I don't I don't want to be bothered by that. So I'm not not going to you know, really stick around. And then the people to sit there and come on there and just unleash their problems about the world and Instagram this, and they just tell all their business. And I want people to understand the majority of us don't give a fuck. You can get on there and, and, and tell all your fucking stories, let everybody know what the hell's going on in your life. And the more, the majority of us do not care. It's the, it's a small uh, percentage of people that really do care. It's another small percentage of people that wants to see you going through that and laughing at you going through the bullshit. But the majority of us, Hey, don't give a fuck. We might mention it in the group chat or when we talk to our real life friends and wait, man, you see that crazy person on Instagram, man, they're going through it. You know what I'm saying? But we're not going to sit there. You know, most people say, Oh, I'm gonna pray for you. They're not going to pray for you. Don't believe that people. They're fucking lying. People are liars. Society is shitty. Don't get caught up. These, these, nah, these people are not real. I'm sorry. I, I, I've seen too many relationships go left to, to make me think that any of this internet shit is real. Like I'm just, mm -mm, nah, like I said, it's a few people I deal with offline that I talk to in real life. You know, I, I, those people are genuine, but a lot of people, I mean, it is what it is. Now, to be fair, I definitely was one of those people that was just very open about my emotions and sharing every single thing um, over the summer. Mm -hmm. um, you was using you know, Instagram as therapy. <laughs> I I don't know that I was doing it for me, though. Um, you was. Who was you doing it for then? I, I do it for the release. My release is into the video. I share it for other people to see that somebody's going through something and it's mm -hmm. okay for them to have emotion. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a tricky space for me um, because people don't realize that we are 360 in ourselves. So yes, I'm crying and you guys are seeing emotion. However, you don't see that I'm planning and I'm doing everything already inside, you know? So it gives a false perception. So everybody perceived me as weak. And I think that's where social media also gives us conflict because we are captured in a moment. So I've seen you in a few moments where you've lost your cool a little bit. Somebody me? was just able, not often, not often. However, where they're just able to just get under, you will pull yourself out of it really quick. But it's there because we seem to forget that we're human and we're still going to get upset. And we've reached a space, like you said, people don't care about our feelings and we'll say F your feelings. But have you noticed that there's an increase of those who are saying that as they're saying, respect my feelings? People are hypocrites. I'm convinced on that. <laughs> People, they will say one thing and do the other. They will say they want to be treated this way. However, not treating people the way they want to be treated. 
they're forgetting the golden rule. And um, that has happened because society is lost because we're all caught up in this interweb. We don't mingle with people in real life. Like I don't, you know, social interaction has been lost, you know, just dialogue between two people. Like we're what we're doing now, you know what I'm saying? We're sitting here talking to a computer screen at each other and that's, a, a normal form of communication in today's um, society. And I think people need to get out and talk face to face more to people and learn nuance of conversation because I could text something to you. You could read it and in, 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 in the tone you read it in is not the tone I intended, but that's, that's just how you read it. You know what I'm saying? I could have said, Hey God, let's go pick up some groceries. You could have read that, but like, <laughs> wow, he sounded real like a bossy, mossy man or whatever like that. And I'm just, you know, how I said it, I wasn't being, you know, rude or anything, but just the way you read it. So I really think the art of dialogue has been lost on people. And that's why we have such, uh, you know, the way people feel now. You can't say anything. Everybody's out of touch. Everybody wants to be handled with kid gloves and you're scared you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. You can offend anybody today. And I, I just... It's not worth it. It's not worth talking to people sometimes. So that's why I stay low a lot. Unless it's to yeah. come out for messiness on Instagram. Now, I'm, I'm there for Instagram for that. I'm not for Instagram for building up the community or social right. justice. No, I'm there for the fuckery. I make no bones about it. Jokes and fuckery, I'm there. Now, I'm not going to start it, but I will keep the fire going, if you know if what I mean. <laughs> And I can appreciate that. I, I definitely yeah. am on the side of championing for others. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Who cares about everybody? Everybody don't need rights. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, <laughs> they don't. No, no. It's supposed to be winners in life. They're supposed to be losers, okay? Everybody can't be winners. Everybody can't be acceptable. I just don't, I don't like this where everybody has a, a place. Like, no, like, it, okay, I don't know if this is the show for this, but like, for instance, everybody not supposed to be having sex, okay? Some people, Absolutely. you know, now it's so easy to have sex. Like, lame-ass people can have sex. When back in the day, only the ones that really deserved it got it. Now people that's undeserving is getting it. And I think that changed everything. Like, that tipped the scales because, but that's a whole nother I show. I think guys. it's because we reached and we went into a space of entitlement. Now, in the early to mid-90s, there was a flip. All of a sudden, participation trophies became, like, super important, yes. you know? And we had safe spaces because our precious children needed to go into a space where nobody was going to say anything bad. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I am a sensitive person. I will admit that. I will cry in front of you. I don't care. <laughs> My feelings are mine. Yes. Even if you say something right now, King Germ, that upsets me, you only created the action. I own the emotion. So I've got to take care of myself. I can't hold you at fault for what you said. We can't reach that level of maturity in everybody else. So even if I'm in a conversation and in a debate with somebody and they say something insultive and it takes me aback, I need to take care of that offline. Mm. You know, because how were you able to affect me? What about what you said is personal to me? And I need to address that because that's how that's not going to be a trigger anymore. Why can't we get to that space where we can be talking and instead of being argumentative, 
actually just listen. Absolutely. I agree with you. I also agree that bullying needs to be back. Like bullying was good. Bullying built like, uh, you know, to t- testicular fortitude. Now, not say it to the point where the cyber bullying, where you got thousands of people at you. Now, I think that's dangerous, but just regular old, you know, what they call bullying now, just some kid picking on you, teasing. That's a part of life. You know what I'm saying? So I think when we took that out, we made the kids very, very, um, you know, I don't want to call them weak because every generation has no, their let's weak call kids. A spade a spade. Let's call a spade a spade. Well, well, I mean, but you guys, you got to understand, like, my generation might be weak compared to my, my granddaddy might look at my generation like, y'all weak, you know what I'm saying? And I'll look at the generation after me and say they're weak. So that's just something we do. We pass on from generation to generation. So, but I feel like more fragile, you know what I'm saying, feelings that we have because we took away a lot of things that made children children. I do agree with that. We don't play outside anymore. No. Um, We can't play outside anymore. And now the streetlights come on later than they should. Mm. You know, it's just, it's, it's not the same world that we grew up in. However, we are unwilling to adapt to it. We keep looking backwards as a way of justifying what we feel is right. Instead of recognizing with evolution comes change. And we can still hold on to all of those core beliefs. We just got to adapt them a little bit. You know, we speak of traditionalism. We speak of all of these things. There's no place for it right now. And that's where a lot of this social media conflict is coming in is gender wars. Oh, I hate gender wars. It is so ridiculous how men are supposed to be the provider, the protector. However, we're never having conversations about how can I be better so I can attract these people. It's just my God-given right that I just wake up and I just get everything I want because I just have to manifest it. I mean, even the healers are getting on my damn nerves. You know, we are selling pipe dreams to people and we're utilizing these platforms as a monetary system, which is great. I completely want everybody to come off of a corporate dollar. I just don't think that we're going about it the right way. There are no experts here. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. And you say healers, like, what do you mean by that? I classify myself as a healer. Um, I'm somebody that you could talk to and I can open your perspective, right? So ultimately we're all trying to heal from something, whether it's something from our childhood, something that happened at work, you know, um, by releasing it into me. So you come home, you had a really bad day at work and you don't want to take it out on your wife. So you call and you talk to me and I'm like, okay. And I, and we, you know, you release everything, all the negative words, even taking away somebody's life. There's no limit. So what do you do with this? What do you do with this? When somebody has unloaded off on you, what do you do with it then? I transmuted and I pushed it back into them as a positive space. So I give them the ability to forgive themselves for the anger that they're experiencing, recognize why they felt that way, and then give them a different way to perceive it so they can absolve themselves of whatever emotions they're having. I don't ever, I'm not here for advice. I don't, that's not my job. I'm not licensed for that. However, I do believe that we 
are our own worst enemy. And so sometimes people want to unalive themselves and they don't know how to talk to anybody because they're afraid of being committed. They're afraid of being put away. And if they're allowed to get those thoughts out of their head, they're not as scary. And so that's kind of where the healing is. But but something but that that frustration that aggression it has to go somewhere and if if I leave it with you and you saying you kind of recycle it and turn it into positive and sends it back but it's just like if you put a, 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 a orange into a juicer that that rind is going to come somewhere so what do you do with the rind of that that's what I'm asking on your behalf like because you can't keep getting stored up with everybody's negativity because it's going to build up in you don't you think. No, because I don't hold on to it. I, I treat it like a void. Um, yeah. That's kind of what I call myself because a lot of times, whatever they tell me, I forget. The only thing I hold on to is the emotion. So if you come in with a very heavy emotion and you leave with a lighter emotion, then I've done my job. But then I left I'm you not, with the, I left you with the emotion though. You didn't. Because it's kind of the way that I see it. It's like a dialysis machine. Mm-hmm. So you, you're sending all the bad blood over to me. I'm doing what I do. And then I send it back to you. Mm. So I'm not keeping your energy. I'm just giving you a little bit of space to take the darkness out of it. I got you. I see what you're saying. All right. Makes sense. And so that's kind of what I want to do. And that's where you're going to see me moving towards next year is this compassion warrior, um, especially for black men. Okay. Um, I really do feel like you guys carry a lot more than you talk about. Um, and there needs to be an opportunity for you guys to remove the boulders. Mm. Well, we, How we that's going to happen, we, I don't know. <laughs> we had safe spaces, but then women invaded those. We had the barbershop. Now women are at the barbershop. We had the strip club. Women are at the strip club. Men have no no safe spaces anymore. Women come and invade them all. We had the cigar lounges now. Now the women want to smoke cigars and stuff. It's like we can't get away from these women, bro. Everywhere we go, they go. And it's like we, we have no uh, uh, refuge or, or safe spots or whatever you want to call it. There's none for men anymore. So I don't know what to do. That is true. That is true. Mm. I do feel that there isn't really any space and it all came from all this equality. I can do what you can do. And then the hypocrisy of no, you can't come with me because it's a girl's night. Mm. <laughs> you know, I don't understand that logic. And you know, I I am never gonna be one of those women that are just gonna be like, yeah, women are the greatest. We absolutely suck. I'm not we gonna say that. Are no, we do. We are so hypocritical. We want, and I know that's a very broad statement and it'll probably upset some people. However, take that up with your God, not with me. Um, you know, I just, we're losing ourselves by trying to be everything. And then we're telling our men this is what I expect from you and take everything of me and hold on to that too. But I don't need to hold anything of yours. I have a big problem with this. Mm. 
I have a problem with the hypocrisy of a lot of women who feel that the fact that they carry estrogen, it gives them some God-given right of being placed on a pedestal. You're not a queen. You're not a princess. You're not royalty. Sit down. Now, guys, you're going to catch a lot of flag for that because all women are queens. All women are princesses. All women are, are royalty. All women should be on a pedestal. I mean, we are supposed to worship the ground you guys walk on. Y'all are never wrong. Uh, nothing. We live to serve you guys. That's what it is. Like, you know, that I say is. it all the time. A man, a man, his job is to only to take care of his woman, build her a home, and then and, and, when the grandkids come over, they're going to say, going to grandma's house and granddaddy's still right there. You know what I'm saying? That's just the life of a man. You know, it's just, you're not supposed to be happy. You're just supposed to make it, maintain, provide, and, uh, you know, protect all the peas. You know what I'm saying? And just live life, work till you're dead. And, you know, and that's, that's it. End of the story. I have one. I came up with this saying, I have been with a man at every stage of his life except happy. Mm. Damn. Is there such thing as a happy man, goddess? I believe I can make a man happy because <laughs> I've I've reached I believe that they do exist. I just I've reached a space where it doesn't always have to be about me. Mm. It just has to be about me. You know, there's there's an inclusivity whatever. <laughs> you know, one of them I can put my pride aside to, or my needs, my need for attention. I can put that to the side if my man just needs to have some of his own. You know, I want him to feel just as pretty as I do. And that's important to me now. And I realize that I've carried this selfishness and it's relevant to this because I recognize my selfishness watching people on social media, no. watching the interactions on how everybody's like, my feelings are hurt right now. Everybody needs to run to me, take care of me, coddle me and F what you're going through. If you aren't doing what I need you to do in this moment, I don't, I don't fuck with you. Mm. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You think it comes hard look at myself. Well, I mean, because I mean, over time, men have been taught to not show emotion, not not to care, not to do this, not to do that. And women, uh, you know, we, we Y'all the damsels in distress and our job was to, you know, make sure all y'all needs are taken care of. And, you know, that's just how it is. You know, men go through it every day. Like nobody wants to hear a man complain. Nobody wants. I mean, everybody has the same story. And it's just like our story gets swept under the rug. And it's just, you know, we are put we put everyone else needs above ours. And, you know, and so when a man puts his needs before everybody else is something wrong with this man. And like you said, it could be a mental, you know, a break or whatever. He just like, look, man, it's just about me this weekend. I don't care about nothing else. I need this for me. And you know what I'm saying? But, you know, a man is not allowed to do that. You know, he has to push on whether his mental uh, state is not that great. He still got to get up. Things got to be done. You know, people got to be taken care of. And you, you just, you know, keep whatever's wrong with you. Put it on a back burner. 
go to work, make this money, or provide for your family, protect your family, love on, love, do this, do that. Fuck what, fuck what's going on with you. And that's just how it is. I mean, I know people want to change up the way the, 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 you know, the wheel has been spinning for all these years, but I really don't think he can do it. You know, we got these new kids out here today that they, they want to be heard. And, you know, they talk about emotional, this emotional, that, I mean, we've never had so much talk about a man's mental well-being as we have in the past five years. And I'm, I'm glad that it's going in that direction to know that, yes, we do have feelings, but I don't think that's going to be done about it because, you know, the way things are. Well, frankly, fuck how things are. (laughs) And I definitely am interested in a man's feelings. How can I say I want to be with you if I don't know how you feel? If the only thing I care about is how you feel about me, then why am I with you? You know, and that's just not exclusive to the man that I'm with. It needs to be for all men. And unfortunately, a lot of men aren't given a space to even have empathy or any kind of feeling because Mm. one, they haven't been taught. So let me ask you a question. Would you be open to a man that was super emotional and he was so in touch with his feelings and he just came home and like, I just didn't like today. I, I mean, he was just so in touch. You you would feel like, yo, what in the hell is going on with this man? You know, he was just so in touch with his feelings. Like, that's not, nah. I don't think a woman would be attracted to a man like that. There are limits, right? We don't want him <laughs> to cry more than I cry. However, you know, (laughs) we definitely want him to be able to express himself. I don't like how we treat you guys. Wow. Well, I mean, God, a lot of men... We 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 don't know that we're being mistreated. We just feel like that's the way it's supposed to be. And so, I mean, we don't know that we're being mistreated until we see it online and see the comments and the like you said, the gender wars and stuff. Like I did not know that this many women had problems with men until like I I just in the last decade, I was just like, wow. It might have been a little, yeah, I'll say in the last decade that I did not know that it's women that really hate men. And then it's men that really hate women. They don't, they're not really gay. They just don't like women. They still want to have sex with them. They're not, they're not attracted to men. They're attracted to women. They just don't like women. They don't feel like women need to be coddled or nothing like that. Or, you know, they'll they'll say quick, oh yeah, it ain't gonna get over on me. And same thing with the women. Women, I think I feel like this uh generational of men never had to compete for women like what we have to compete for women now because women have their own they're independent women there's women that make more money than men and so you just can't go to them like women are not just looking to get married anymore like back in the day a woman graduated high school then she looked for a man to marry her whether he worked at the plant he was off going to the military or whatever that's just what she looked for then they started going to college same thing find them a husband but now you got women in careers it's just heads of fortune 500 companies that's doctors lawyers movers and shakers and men now have to compete for these women and women are not you know just settling for lease and which i can't be mad at them because you know who wants to but you know it's making it tougher on the men it's making it tougher for them but it's also making it harder on us as well i am definitely in a space right now that i don't i want a man in my life 
I don't want to be alone. And it's because I didn't recognize how much they did until I just didn't have any at all. Mm. And being by myself, not fun. <laughs> she said, <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't imagine being alone as a single parent. I know my wife was gone for like two weeks and I had the kids and the kids were small at the time. And that gave me a super appreciation for what she does because I was just like, there's no way possible. I could have kept everything going every day. I mean, I would have been exhausted because it was times where I just wanted a minute to myself. I was just like, please, would they go to sleep and I can just get a minute to myself? Like, I don't not, I don't think there'd been any way I could have done a podcast, edited a podcast with kids. No way possible. And so I salute anybody that can do it, that does it. Salute to you. I mean, I have a 20-year-old and a 17-year-old, and it's still like, oh my God, y'all getting on my nerves. So I can imagine a seven or eight-year-old or a three and a four-year-old, or it's just no, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. So salute all y'all. Well, that's what I'm struggling with right now, right? Um, because my daughter's five and, mm. you know, she's got her own levels of difficulty and you want to present a professional cast, but it's real life. Yes. You know, there's going to be times where kids going to be crying in the background or my stupid dogs are going to see a rabbit and get excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just true. But it's still, you still get that anxiousness and it's because of the pressures of social media. We have to be on our A game at all time. I mean, well, guys, you gotta understand social media, everybody has a big penis. Everybody coochie stay wet. Everybody's rich. Everybody house clean. Everybody has a good job. Everybody cars running. Everybody car full of gas. Everybody uh, <laughs> uh, house is, is nobody has a, a, a leaky faucet or a roof with a nobody's blinds missing up things on the blind. Everybody has a headboard. Social media is the most perfect people alive. So there's no way you can compete with the perfect. So why even try? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't understand the, the, the pressure that social media puts on people to be so perfect when nobody's perfect. Like, oh my God, you see somebody video, oh, her mirror's dirty. Like, I'm sure I could go in your house and your mirror would be dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, oh my God. Like, I had somebody tell me that I should be ashamed because I have a white stove. My stove is white. And I was just like, but it works. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not. Are we not pro black now that we have to have black appliances? They said so, stainless steel, a black, a white stove is a sign of, 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 of it's very low vibrational, low vibrational is what they told me. So I did not even know. So social media has people thinking that you can't even have a white stove or a white refrigerator. Like, it's, it's that bad. And I mean, not never mind that this white refrigerator keeps my my beverages cold and my foods at the right temperature that we can still eat. And this stove, this white, I can cook on it. All the burners are working. The stove is working, and I can turn out a delicious meal. But because it came off a white stove, I should be ashamed. And that's and that's where we are at the state of social media, goddess. Life be life, and goddess. <laughs> you know, though, I it is. One of the things is she's autistic. Mm. And as a parent, um, that has been one of the biggest struggles, um, especially since her father passed away in August. 
Mm-hmm. You know, oh, past August. Yeah. Oh man, sorry to hear that. Condolences. I appreciate it. You know, and so it's been trying to navigate who I am and then stepping out and trying to be me and then told me, no, 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 don't, don't do that. (laughs) You know, like you need to keep yourself to yourself because nobody cares. And ultimately for me, I don't need you to care, you know, because my message isn't going to be for you. Mm. It's going to be for the person's intended to be for. And that's just kind of always how I thought of it. Like you had mentioned earlier, um, people are so addicted to numbers. If I get one like on my post, I've succeeded. I am happy, (laughs) you know, Um, because it hit the person that it was supposed to. And I've just always seen it that way. However, with that in mind, when it doesn't land, we have those people who like to find out every single thing about you up into including getting you fired from your job. Those people, I to those people, I say, get a life. Because once you took it past, you know, what I said online and, you know, I, that what's the word they use now? Doxing people and stuff like that's that's taking it too far. Now, me and you have a disagreement online, whether we're talking about politics, politics. Uh, you know, pro-life, whatever. If we have a disagreement, it should end right there. It should never go to the fact where you're looking up my employer or you're looking up my personal address. You're putting my personal information online because me and you had a disagreement online. Now, if it got to the way, it should never get to the point where we're hurling insults at each other and threatening and all that. It should never get there. But when it goes to the point where you're messing up my real life about what happened online, yeah, you went too far. I can't, I can't, I can't clap to that. I'm not with that at all. That shit is weak and it's, it's, it's disgusting. The internet has created a, a better avenue for mob mentality. Remember when we used to have like flash mobs and people would get together and dance and it used to be fun? Yes. It's not fun anymore. No. Um, you know, I've seen stories of people losing their lives just for having an opinion. Mm. And why, you know, I believe that I don't care if you sit with the KKK, what does that have to do with me? How is that going to change my life any, if we don't have any interactions, you know, as long as what you're doing isn't harmful to me or others, you know, I, I, I have no, I have no dog in that fight. And that doesn't mean I agree with it though. Why can't we separate the two? If you don't speak out against it, you're for it. Like, I'm, I'm a simple girl, but I ain't that simple. Yet that's the mentality that we're carrying right now. Well, I, I think it's the, the rule of thirds. You have a third of people that care, a third of people that don't care, and then you got a third of people that don't say anything, which I put that third with the people that is not, you know, you're just as guilty as the people you know that you know this mob mentality like you speak of it's like a a, um, a, a pile on you know like somebody's having a, a bad day so in the comments oh this person's a piece of shit and then you got the the lol train or the you ain't shit train or, and it's just everybody loves to pile on somebody and i could see where that could cause somebody to go you know uh i'm not gonna say crazy but they have to detach themselves from the situation and, and, 
and you have to like get away from it. You have to unplug your phone. You have to get off of Instagram. You know, you have to walk away if that's too much for you. Now, I've never had a situation where I felt like, you know, I, I would have to step away from Instagram because it's just too much or some kind of drama, you know, led me to have to go away from online because I feel like you put all of that out there. Like there's nothing online. Like if I shared a story on my podcast about myself, you can't use that against me because I shared it. I can't feel bad about, you know what I'm saying? Me getting fired, you know what I'm saying? Because I shared it. You know what I'm saying? You can't make me feel bad about something that I shared with you guys. Now, if it's something you went and found out about me that I didn't share and you want to use it against me, now that could hurt me. But me saying I got fired from a job or this girl cheated on me or whatever, whatever the story was. I'm not going to feel bad about it because I put it out there in the universe. Now, if it's something you went and dug up, yes, you can make me feel bad about that because it's something I didn't want to share. And see, and that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I've put all my skeletons out there in my first season. Like there is nothing that you can come and attack me with. However, it was brought to my attention that my past can't hurt me, but it can hurt any man that I bring into my life because I've had such a provocative past, you know? So now they may never have an opportunity to protect themselves because some random man could come pee like, oh, I've seen your girl naked. Mm. You know, for me, that didn't make any sense. It didn't matter to me. It matters now. Well, I mean, and- you, got, you got to understand once you put, if you send a picture to somebody, you have to be okay with it getting out there. Because- oh, I wasn't, yeah, I am sorry. No, I'm not worried about for me. Okay. I'm worried about for him mm-hmm. because there's that pride thing when it comes to a man on territorialism, you know, like, 100%, 100%. And so now there's this opportunity that some random man can just pop up and be like, Hey, I've seen your girl's tits. <laughs> and I, even though I am very open with that, that can be troublesome. You know, if I get with somebody who is not prepared or strong enough to handle that kind of attention, mm. Yeah, because uh, a lot of men, well, I guess with this new generation, they're more uh, apt to handling that kind of attention versus the older school guys. The older school guys, you know, what's mine is mine. I keep it home in a little box. Nobody else sees it. And, you know, that is what it is. But now it's like these new guys, they flaunt that their girl got naked pictures on OnlyFans. They're right there, hey, promoting it with her. I might be in a couple videos or I'm sharing her stuff on my show or profile or whatever like that. I'm, I want you to see my girl naked. And it's a mm-hmm. strange phenomenon. I'm glad I'm, I got out the game before the digital era. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to worry about nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's, that's some people's... uh reality you know the next woman they deal with is somebody that got some footage of her in their phone doing some kinky stuff you know can you live with it yes you know you're gonna have to you know what i'm saying because it's out there right you know and it was through my journey over the summer that i started to really realize how selfish i was and so i had never thought of it that way before now, it just gives me something else I have to share with any man that comes into my life. Hey, I've got a very public profile, just so you know. Um, my tits might just randomly show up by some random stranger, you know. Um, however, I'm not worried by that. My physical body is just my physical body. It has no reflection of who I am as a person. 
Now, you know, let me ask you a question. If the man had a problem with that, would you be okay with him having a problem with that? Um, That's tricky. It's not like I can go back to 20 years ago and erase every picture that's ever been shared. You know, if there is some insecurity, then maybe we might not be the best fit for each other. Mm-hmm. Not because I couldn't love him, but because he wouldn't be able to trust me. Mm. Trust is very important. Right. And I don't want to live in a space where I feel like I'm constantly having to walk in eggshells, you know, mm. um, and I wouldn't want him to feel like he had to place the eggshells down. So, gotcha. you know, um, before we get to my my special little segment, um, do you think that there will ever be a way that people can sit down together and have a conversation and have differing opinions and walk away without the name calling? No, no. There are the people we have moved so far away from that, that I think it's, we're not we're not going to get that anymore because. We are in a, a society, a place now where everybody has a side. You're team blue, team red. You're team grits and sugar, team no. Like everybody has a side. And so I don't think there will ever be a time where we can sit down and talk without insults being hurled because everybody's not at that point of maturity. Some people feel like, you know, uh, I got to get this witty comment off. You know, even if I agree or disagree with what you said, I'm going to get it off just for the LOLs. I want the engagement. So, no, I don't think we're ever going to get to that point again. Now, we might have a, a small section of people, you know, like you and I, we can sit here and have a disagreement and keep it moving. But we are a minority. We're not looked at as the people that sit and listen. A lot of people just wait to talk instead of listening and seeing what's being said by the other person they're not paying attention they just i want to get my shit off that's all they want to say i want to get my point off fuck what you're saying i'm going to say this and that's why i think the problem is and i and i will be honest i've seen a lot of men um doing the interrupting lately and it's just because i've like i've lived a corporate life so as i've gotten out into the streets (laughs) I'm being introduced to a whole lot of people. I was on a show. I no longer am interacting with the host anymore. However, one of his guests told me when he interrupted me, he said, just remember what you were going to say before I interjected and finish when I'm done talking. Oh God, I tell you, some men are cavemen. I apologize on behalf of all. I of was like, <laughs> excuse me. And the host allowed that. And that's one of the reasons we parted ways. I don't, I'm never gonna subscribe to the just because you're a man, I need to listen. Because I come from a time the only man that I should listen to is the man that I share my bed with, or the man I intend to share my bed with. I can give a man respect, but I'll be damned if I'm just going to listen because you're speaking. Mm. Um, But there is a growing movement of men that feel this is the way we are reverting back to 1920 suffrage. Women should have no rights. They should just be at home, barefoot, pregnant, giving them some babies. In the kitchen. Yep, you're right. That's it's some men that still feel like that. So that's why I'm not, I don't sign, I don't sign up to the man should pay all the rules you know, mantra, because if that's the case, then you're an indentured servant. If I'm paying all the bills and you don't do anything but keeping the house clean or nothing, like you're 
and my you're my basically my servant. And Absolutely. What, and what woman wants to be that? No woman wants to be that. So that's not a good, you know, everybody gotta pay. Everybody. And I agree with that. You know, I I love some of the old-fashioned pieces of mm-hmm. a marriage, you know. However, it does need to be modernized. Thank I you. do believe in a family, a nuclear family. However, I give the variables their space as well. I just don't think that we're going to get there because everybody wants to hold on to the past. It's, we don't live there anymore. At all. Like a man (laughs) used to go to work, provide for his family, a nice house, uh, one job. That's all the man had. He didn't have to work. A man can work one job and he provide for his whole family. It's not working today. No one man can take care of a whole family with one job. And this is not possible. And uh, these women that want these traditional roles, but they don't want to be the traditional woman or the men that want a traditional role, but you don't want to be the traditional man. So it's like you can't have modernized views with with traditional standards like it's not gonna work that way like that's a, that, that's oxymoronic modern and tradition don't go together so you're gonna have to you like you say you have to pick and choose what you want from the modern and and, and pick and choose what you want for tradition and blend those two together but you can't sit there and say i don't want to work I want my husband to work all day long. And then you want your husband to still work all day long and come home and still be the husband and talk to you and do all this. And ah, I can't do all that. You know what I'm saying? I can't. It's impossible. There has to be some give. Um, There also has to be some take. It doesn't matter what I say. I'm recording. (laughs) You gotta love the children. You got to. Love the children. <laughs> they don't give a damn about recording. They like yo. <laughs> you online talking to your internet friends again? I don't give a fuck about it. none of that shit. <laughs> Here's a picture I drew for you today. You know, I just I feel that one thing I want to do this season is I want to change the conversation. I want to take it away from man versus woman. I want to take it back to self. Yes. We are the problem. We're no longer the world. We are the problem. And how can we change it? You know, I had a conversation with my daughter and I finally got to be a mom to her. Mm. It took me a long time to get to that space to the point she left and she's like, I feel better. Mm. I want everybody to feel better, you know, and Obviously, I'm not touching them because, you know, COVID. But thanks to the Internet, <laughs> I could give them a hug through the through the camera. Um, I really do feel like we need to be easier on each other. Definitely. And I will put this caveat, caveat, caveat in there. <laughs> we need to be easier on our Black men. I don't like to talk about race a lot because people are a little weird. Um, (laughs) I just, I see you guys are about to break. There is a greater um, vision that I see of the John Henry's no longer being able to pick up their hammers. And I have a problem with that. 
Well, I'm glad you are an advocate, an ally for black men, goddess. We need more women to be allies. And that's the only way we're going to get this to work. You know, the things that we got going on now, um, it's an internal problem that we have to deal with each other. And the only way we're going to deal with it is by dealing with each other. You know, we can't sit here and stand in our corners and hurl insults from across the room at each other. It's not, it's not fixing anything. We need to have some compassion, some understanding, and just listen to each other. Listen, don't just dismiss this woman's feelings. Don't just dismiss this man's feelings. Listen to what they're saying. Right. Because sometimes what they're saying is not what they mean. Mm. And that's where I come in because I can hear sometimes what they mean more than what they say. So even if they're yelling at me, I'm not listening. I'm listening to something else, you know, and it's really important that even if somebody's angry, don't take it personal because sometimes they're yelling at you because you're their safe space Mm. and they know you're going to love them once they're done being angry. We just got to get to a space where they know they don't have to get angry to be heard. That's what's important. So with saying that, you know, I have my goddess seat, which is where I tell you what I appreciate about you. Okay. I have given you a little bit of a hint um, and it goes with regards to the vulnerability that you are willing to share. As a black man, you're not allowed to. And I like that you don't follow the rules. I like how you truly care for the people that you are around. And I love the love you have for your wife. I seen, I saw it in just those little pieces that you shared in those Instagram little stories. And I love the fact that you and your wife found a unique way to have alone time together, to open yourselves up to each other, to be vulnerable because it takes work and you guys are not the same people you were when you met. So you're giving yourself that space to fall in love all over again. And that's important. And I just want to champion that. So I just wanted to take a couple of moments and say I was super geeked that you were my guest because I have been wanting to have you on my show since pretty much since I met you. But I know I had to earn your respect. (laughs) And I'm glad I did. I, I got to get to know you from the comment section Mm -hmm. and it gave me a better appreciation for you. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of goddess and let you know that people are watching. The kind words, goddess, the kind words, I'm flattered over here. You got me over here blushing under this mask. (laughs) I love making black men blush. (laughs) So now We are at the end of our time today, and I just want to give you a little bit of time to tell people where they can find you. Uh, Well, you can start on Twitter. Uh, We follow us at Pod and Saved. Instagram is Pod and Saved Our Marriage. We do drop a show every Friday on all DSPs. Just look for Pod and Saved Our Marriage. 
Uh, you know, it's a show, like I say, me and my wife, we do a show. We try to entertain and explain to people how podcasting saved our marriage. So give us a listen. Uh, it's a very, um, it's, it's, it's a structured show, I would call it. Uh, we follow outline. We, you know, we have segments where we re-rap lyrics. We do a segment called Bad Black Cinema where we act out a situation strictly improv. And uh, it's, it's very fun. So please give us a listen. Check us out. Check us out. And I am going to also plug his toxic Bible study that is on the first Sunday of the month. Yes. As yes. time allows, because he is a family man. And I just want to say thank you again for joining me, King Germ. I truly do appreciate you. And join me next week when I get to sit with Uncle Dolomite. And we are going to talk about living a life of disappointment and disillusionment. <laughs> thank you all so much for joining i love you guys let me do my saying right because you know it's my saying thank you so much for waking up today <laughs> i love you and be nice it's easy soft words and harsh truths you got issues i got issues we all do